0: So today we have a special treat for you guys. I don't know many people who don't know this guest, um, oh, there's, and there's, there's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know this guest, you're living under a rock. Um, he is someone who really, honestly, kickstarted my dog training career. Mm-hmm. What eight nine years ago? We were just talking about how long it's been. So we want to introduce to you guys Jeff Gelman with Solid Canine Training, and. Again, I don't know many people who who aren't going to know of this guy.
1: Yeah, he's a monster.
0: That's right. So no. welcome, Jeff. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. It's really, really great to connect again. It's been a, it has been
2: a long time, and uh, I do remember. I remember the first time we met, actually. Yeah, it's been. You guys, it's, came, it's over, crazy. You guys came over the house and swam in the pool. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That video, we stayed in
1: your guest house. We did. Yeah.
0: And That's that right. video pops up on my time hop. We had a board and train who was crazy. Her name was Piper, and yeah. you got us to get her. She was highly like, right, That's dog right. reactive, red That's zone, right. anxious, and you got. That was the first dog I ever taught to swim in the pool. And you had like eight German shepherds in the pool with her. And I remember yeah. being like Jeff, this is a bad idea. And you are like, hey, yeah. let her in. We're Just go. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, let's see what happens. Yep, yep, yep. It's,
2: yeah.
1: it's, it's it been worked. a long mentorship. yeah, yeah. yeah that's
2: awesome it was crazy but a lot a lot lot has changed a lot has changed a lot has
0: changed and that's actually kind of what i want to start with so you know tell everybody about you know how solid canine started and kind of where you're at now kind of fill everybody in and catch everybody up
2: yeah i mean we can go we can go um back 20 years so we can go um i mean if you want to know the origin story Mm -hmm. um i got a dog like a lot of people did i was not knowledgeable about a lot of stuff like a lot of people are that's why i think i connect with owners so well because i was that owner i mean You're i was there. actually that that uneducated owner and i got a german shepherd and um i did everything i was told to do I um, went to multiple trainers and the dog just was dog aggressive and human aggressive you know redirecting on me i couldn't i couldn't even take it for a walk it was like the, the same the same issues that everybody struggles with and mm-hmm. finally about Nine months old, I finally found someone that um, helped me, and I remember um, being in their office, and the dog was like, you know, at the "End of the well, it wasn't at the end of the leash; I was holding it back, but you know, you know, definitely in attack mode." And the trainer said, "You know, you can tell your dog no, Jeff." And I would, that was a new concept for me. I was mm-hmm. like, "Really? I actually didn't know. I didn't know that yep. because I'm getting the same messaging that a lot of people are." Are also struggling, so um, I started learning more about that, and I, and I would drive an hour, about an hour, an hour and a half, to, you know, three times a week, depending on traffic, you know, back back in each way, and um, just to take classes and to learn. And then finally, a couple months later, someone stopped me on the street saying, um, "I have a German Shepherd too. Can you help me?" And I just immediately said yes, and that's how it started without knowing that's anything amazing. about their dog. I just said, yes. And so I sort of worked with dogs that were above my pay grade from the beginning, you know, so, which I feel fortunate that I did. And that's for eight years, I went to people's homes. So I was on the road, went through a couple of different vans. First fight, my first van, some people remember this was my, my uh, Volkswagen Westphalia, you know, um, camper van. So you did
0: vans before vans were even cool. <laughs> Vans have
2: always been cool, so, so yeah. I owned a 1976
0: uh, a lime green
2: Ford line van back in high school. So lime uh, green, but, yeah, I, yeah. You yeah. would, so, yeah, yeah, Um So I went to people's houses like seven days a week. You know, six to eight houses a day. I mean, I worked with a lot of clients and all behavioral issues, and I did that. And then finally, I was just—it's in New—we are in New England, so. I was just really tired of the cold. Yeah. I really was just tired of the, the cold. And then I started uh, um, doing a small boarding train in a little um, outbuilding um, on my property. And then, but still, yeah, not enough room to really train. That's just where they slept. Yeah. So again, training outside. So finally, I just was like, this is ridiculous. Let's find a place. And I found a place. It was 12,500 square feet, bigger than I wanted, but that's just the way. It's an old mill building, so that's just the way it was cut up. Like you yeah. couldn't shrink the space down just by egresses, you know. Um, and uh, I, it was deserted for three years prior to that. It was old manufacturing, and then in 60 days we converted it into usable space. And I wow. just stopped going to people's houses, and I opened up the training center, which we did board and train and one-on-ones uh, there. And I was there for twelve years, um, until about uh, six months ago. Six months ago, so we built that up. We did. Um, I did three hundred and twenty-two seminars. I just was. Mm-hmm. It came up um, when I was adding new seminars for this year and next year. I'm back on the road, and it says three hundred and twenty-two seminars. You have to look through the history. That's um, crazy. You know, around the world, you know, around the world, um, and then. Uh, And these were all problem-solving seminars. So again, focusing on people with some really serious issues on how to stop unwanted behaviors. I sort of Mm -hmm. I built my business on the person that actually stops really bad unwanted behaviors. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we train dogs, and you know, all basic obedience, on leash and off leash. But I was the go-to in New England of if you've got a challenging dog, an aggressive dog, this is who who you go to Um, because I was you know really really good at that. Uh, and then COVID happened, slowed down a little bit, but not dramatically, but I stopped doing seminars and, and then, um, I started building online courses with Joel and that's where the, on the transition from seminars to online courses, my, my oxygen has always been, how can I help owners in the most efficient way? Uh, one on ones was good, but you could only do literally one on one. a train is good, but you could only do with three trainers, maybe ten dogs at a time. But seminar, but but courses, it's unlimited. It's unlimited. So we can we have courses that we've sold thousands of courses around the world. So just I mean, imagine how many people we can you know we can sell to. You know, technically yeah. every dog owner. Um, so we started doing courses. We're still we're actually just finished. Um, filming for today we're doing a leash reactivity course live tomorrow is the last day of that and That's um, we're awesome. still doing them still build, building them um so we do is a combination chaos of a course, course. But yeah chaos to control yeah. yeah it's it's really great because it's live unedited which is really it's gonna be great um, I, I don't find it risky because you know we're really good at all this stuff but um it's unedited you can't stop for anything you have to just keep going and whatever happens, happens. Um, so we're doing a lot of that now. And then the other day I was talking to Joelle and I'm like, I don't know, some old memories come up. Like you were just talking about old things. Mm-hmm. They came up of some old seminars and I'm like, you know, I, I love doing them. I love doing them. Um, I really, really love being in front of, you know, 40, 50, 60 people. And with 15 to 20 unknown dogs with all bad behaviors yep. mm-hmm. and just being able to help people like, Obviously, they're not being fully trained in a weekend, but definitely stopping unwanted behaviors, giving them a game plan, giving them finally hope—hope, hope, giving them hope, which is huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, where every they 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 didn't think they had, you know, any other options. You know, they've been going through boarding trains, going through trainers, told to put their dogs down, and finally, they get hope. Um, and then we decided to go back on the road, so we're doing two this year, and probably only six or seven. maybe next year instead of 25 a year like i used to do um and then uh so right now i moved everything down to florida so i moved to florida about a year and a half ago uh i got tired of new england tired of the cold moved down to florida and uh we moved the company down here too so i went from twelve thousand five hundred square feet to 1200 square feet Mm -hmm. like i just wanted to downsize everything Mm -hmm. you know 57 years old. It's like, it's like, okay, let me like slow things down a little bit and work on <laughs> helping more people, which is the online courses. And now we're only doing, you know, three to four dogs at a time, just really small scale, moved our head trainer down here. um, And, and we're putting a lot of time and effort into online courses. Yeah. A lot of it. And that's, that's what I'm doing still again, helping, you know, a lot of people. And then I've had a podcast now for radio show and podcasting for about sixteen years. Yeah. That's um, crazy. Consistently three times a week, two times a week. This week I think we're doing four times a week. Um just doing again problem solving, just helping like nobody calls in like, how do I do a downstate. I'm like yeah. just right. go on to YouTube and like yeah. my, dog wants to rip my arm videos off. On that. Yeah. Um but yeah. we have a course on basic obedience. So but how to solve unwanted problems. That's, that's what I think that's what people struggle with. That's why people are getting rid of their dogs. Like, exactly. You know, unwanted behaviors that they can't seem to find answers with in the marketplace. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And are you still, is a lot of this going to YouTube as well still? Are you still active there? Because that's so, where I found you.
2: Not as active. Okay. Um, so Instagram and Facebook, we've got a good presence on. Um, all of our podcasts are automatically streamed to them as well as about whatever, 15 different podcasting, you know, platforms. Um, the online courses are on a separate, um, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, solid canine academy. We have a whole online academy just for online courses and you can see them all there. Um, YouTube, I've sort of, um, not been as active on, mm-hmm. um, All our old stuff is on there. People still discover us on there. Yep. But that is the next thing that we're going to start working on more, you know, more, you know, more of, um, yeah. But it's like there's it's endless now. It's endless all these different platforms you can do.
0: So. I know my head is just like spinning just thinking about all of these things because all that, all everything you just mentioned is very time consuming. It's not like a quick thing. It's you know like mm. you said you you just spent two hours doing a you know a live training and that's just the start of your morning. Now you're here and then I'm sure you have something else to do later. But um, that's how I found you. I went onto YouTube, it was probably like between like eight or 10 years ago, and just typed in, I don't even remember, ex- I think it was just something about something basic about, about dog training, maybe like how to get your dog to stop pulling on leash. And you right. were the first video that popped up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I clicked on that and then I binged. I remember I spent like six hours just being like, what? Mm-hmm. Like this stuff exists. And kind of yeah. like how you were saying when that one trainer said to you, you can say no. It, that's yeah. probably the same feeling that I had when I watched your videos eight or 10 years ago. And he had mentioned right before we hopped on, he's like, if you think about it, Pure Energy Dog Training probably wouldn't exist if you didn't go to that seminar because that just kickstarted everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's like your your story is very, very common of a lot of people that I've talked to where they discover one video, which was about stopping it unwanted behavior, such mm-hmm. as pulling, They do go down the rabbit hole and then they get their dog really well trained. And then they, they see, maybe they'll help one person and they'll see the joy that the helping of that one person is. Mm -hmm. And they're usually in like a job that maybe they're, they're tired of and they got a lot of, they're not getting pleasure from. And they're like, wow, I can actually like help people and make, make, make a living doing this. and. They end up starting their career and we've started so many dog trainers careers just just through that literally that little recipe right there that you mentioned. And 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 then um, it's been great and it's been great. And then I connect with folks like you who I met nine years ago who have like your your life has dramatically changed, too. Totally. Yeah, I remember, you know, um, pre pre-kids, you know. Yes. You. So <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, god, who's this really, you know, beautiful young woman with this old guy, you know? So, you know, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's not you weren't married
2: you, were mar- you weren't married yet i remember no. that and i'm like you better we freaking dating. get married
0: you yeah. did you no. you verbatim you, said that to him yes. i remember it i like out of nowhere you like turned and looked <laughs> to him you're like you better lock that <laughs> down you better yes. marry him marry yes. her. and i was like i looked at him yeah. and went, i remember that i was like that's the yeah. best information he's given us this yeah. whole seminar yeah i was like oh
2: well, you know
0: yeah so and, and it looks
2: like your life is you know you know changed, I think a couple of different properties and, um, yes. um, and you've gotten into farm life now and, You've got a little side. I don't know if it's your your, your bread and your baking and your yeah. We like were doing that, that and, for um, a long
0: time. Yeah. yeah. Well, just even now, you know, like you kickstarting the career for dog training. We now have a team of it's like eight eight people now. So mm, not only awesome. did you affect my life, but you in essence have affected all of their lives as well, which wow, is amazing. That's fantastic. Um. So it is kind of interesting, probably on your end, just to see like the, the ripple effect that goes along with what you do and what you share and. That's one of the things that I kind of want to talk talk to you about. I know it is one of the things in your business journey that is good and bad like how Mm. you share content and the fact that you're like hey we're going to go to the the root of the issue the main issue we're going to stop these unwanted behaviors and a lot of people in the industry don't talk about it as openly as you do and that's Mm. one of the things that you say a lot of of like we have to share more of this material and i remember you teaching that to me like again eight or ten years ago so you've been saying it and it's just something that you continue to practice and preach and you know I know that with sharing those things, there is a lot of negativity and hate mm. and scary stuff that comes with it. But yeah. you do just like, I feel like at this point, Perfect. you must be just so callous to it that you just kind of keep, keep going. I think you see that the benefit outweighs any right. negativity. Yeah. I,
2: I think I, if you're going to, well, I mean, bottom line is this, it's like anything else. If you're going to put yourself out there on the internet, and if you're going to do things that are a little bit against the norm and they don't go with the common narrative or you're time. putting stuff out there that a lot of people are afraid to say, um, they'll say it privately, but not publicly. Yeah. And because they are afraid of, because there's a lot of social media pushback in a lot of categories right now. Just name name the category, you know, mm-hmm. name the industry. There's, all, there's a lot of that. Dog training seems to be a little bit more polarizing because of the humanization of the dog.
1: Right.
2: Um, so we do get a lot of we get a lot of negative pushback but that's the public stuff mhm publicly and privately we get a huge amount times 100 in positive feedback yes and you know uh, a lot of people won't put stuff up that would be dramatically helpful to dog owners who really do need help, I mean, they're mm-hmm. really. Str- I mean, people are really struggling. I mean, we have these two dogs in right now that we're filming the course with. They're only miniature schnauzers, but they can't take their dogs anywhere because of their leash stress I mean, They can't. I mean, they can't go anywhere. I mean, I can't imagine a world where I can't take my dogs places because yeah. they bark and lunge and bark and lunge and it's that annoying. Like it's nonstop. It's nonstop, and you know we stopped it in a day we stopped it in 5 minutes obviously mm-hmm. right. um and now now they're around you know they can be around dogs and um you know we can take them in public and i think that the satisfaction of that overrides anything that anyone could say to me negatively
0: yeah knowing I
2: mean... knowing that we are helping this family have a better quality of life because these dogs are 11 months old oh, Wow. and they're small breed dogs. So they might have 12 or 13 years left. And knowing that now we just set a whole new trajectory for the dogs in the family's life. You really can't say anything to me. That's going to matter. It, yep. it, it, you can attack me all day long. And I'm just going to be like, the owners are thrilled. Like mm-hmm. we've changed their life. And that's all I really care about. I, you know, I've got an obligation to a client. Um, I mean, that is the business. I don't have an obligation to make people happy. Um, uh,
0: Especially on the internet. I mean, it's a bunch it, of, it, you know, keyboard warriors and all The internet is the, wild, all that. is the wild
2: west. And, yeah. and there's, there's a ton of people, you know, and it's it's unfortunate it's, it's gotten so unprofessional um, mm-hmm. even in this industry. But I mean, you just take the high road and you just keep putting stuff out there and not worrying and not really worrying about it and we're just doing what doing what we do and then there's people out there that are really struggling that find us and they're also with a mentality that well nothing we've done up until now from all of these people are helping it looks like this person can help so let's give it a shot and yeah and, and we get that a lot too helping. where
0: people come in and they're like we've tried a couple of other trainers and we've done X, Y, and Z and, you know, our friend came to you and I don't know, we're kind of at the end of our rope. And it's like, yep, that's that's the story that we hear over and over. Yeah. And And it's a lot of folks like us,
2: you, we can all share the same story, Mm -hmm. the same journey. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And you just keep your head down
1: and keep pushing. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to even, you know, and I know what I'm saying, put it this way. I could be doing a lot better financially. If I wasn't so outspoken, I know mm-hmm. I could. I would have more people on my podcast. I would have more people looking at my um, content um, if I sugarcoated things. I know this. Um, you know, I swear a lot of my podcasts, and I and it turns <laughs> a lot of people off. Um, mm-hmm. I make inappropriate remarks on my podcast, and it turns <laughs> a lot of people off. Um, I'm just, you know, but the podcasts are sort of but when i'm a guest ironically i'm very professional but i'm surprised podcast, you haven't
0: dropped one f bomb yet no, yes. and i'm not and i'm not going to because i'm your guest
2: it's like if yes. i was in your house i wouldn't i wouldn't do that you know and you are an um, amazing
0: guest because i remember when he this. came over to your mom's house you were so polite i just remember just you were so kind and so polite and i was like look at jeff he well, cleans up so well <laughs> but see that's but see that's real jeff and yeah. it's just like Podcast is podcast, Jeff. Yeah. I
2: mean, it is entertainment. And he
0: said that. He's like, so, he's the most entertaining guy. This is yeah. going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: so
1: I, I just love you. I, I love your authenticity. Yeah. Right? Like you're just, yeah. I, you're real I in what you say.
2: It's hard for me not to be. Um, and I think you're always going to repel a lot of people because of that. Mm-hmm and if you're not then something's wrong frank i really you know frankly something's wrong i mean mm-hmm. you know um to expect that you know 75% of the population of an outspoken person is going to like you no it's just mm-hmm. not, it's probably not going to happen you know but i don't need 75% mm-hmm. you know no. i don't need that i i don't need that you know um i'd rather i'd rather stick to my keep my moral compass in check firmly um Communicate to everybody what I firmly believe in and not worry whether people are going to like it or not, and folks that like my messaging and they like my results and um, they like how I work things and they do it and they come back with incredible feedback and they tell you this emotional story how it's changed their lives that that's what that matters. makes it that, that, that that's what makes it count and mm-hmm. Obviously, from a business standpoint, I mean, I'm not, I don't come from money. I'm not independently. I mean, I've had to build up everything from zero. Like when we moved down to Florida, we started at zero again.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: just because I was in business for 20 years, that doesn't really mean anything. um I mean, it's the only interesting thing is we're getting people like we have a dog coming down from Montana oh, wow. to Florida. It's mm-hmm. 39 hour drive. Yeah. Like, like we're getting people from California. So we're getting more people to come from farther away to our Florida. I don't know. Maybe because it's warm because weather. As I don't know what cold. it is. I don't know.
0: It's not Rhode Island. Rhode Island's <laughs> yep. cold. it's Rhode Island. where It's
2: even in the summer. It's cloudy, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's been, and it's, it's been great down here. And I think the hardest thing, though, is for... Because people care too much about what other people say about them online. And it... The biggest thing is you've got, I mean, it's easy to say stop, you know, but it's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard for people. There's a lot of people that don't put stuff out there, even though they know it helps Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of what other people say online about them. And it's just like, I mean, my morning show, you know, my morning show, I guess I have to swear if I name my morning show, um, (laughs) my morning show, my mother hates, my old mom's like, Jeff, I hate you name me your morning show. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I and I have a great relationship with my mom. I'm like, mom, I really don't care what you think yeah. about it. I mean, so so you know, I, I it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It mm-hmm. just it just it just, you just doesn't have to do you. That's right. I just I just it's know, I just know. Yeah, I just know we're helping. I know we're Jeff, helping.
1: The, yeah. the, a lot of the I'm sure the negative feedback that you get, I can almost uh, I can't guarantee it but there's a high likelihood that they've never held a dog that has the energy to actually hurt you. Yeah, I was, yeah. So understanding that some of that feedback that you're going to get is from just people that just don't understand. They're ignorant of the fact of the risk that you're putting yourself in.
0: Great. Yeah, if you've never had like a red zone aggressive wild dog getting ready to right. attack you, at I the mean, end of loading the leash, like you. you know, just turning I, your back isn't going to work.
2: But I think, I mean, when you're dealing with an apex predator, yeah, that is even a 30 pound one,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but
2: imagine, you know, an 80 pound, which, you know, are a lot of, your, of those. You know, 80 to 120, which a lot of your roddies, you know, your shepherds, your Dobermans. Um, and then a lot of your, you know, your four all these those dogs that come over from you know Russia and, and whatever, or a great or a Great Dane. When you have a dog like that that wants to harm you, you know, they they have no problem putting a bite on you and, and mm-hmm. lunging at your face. I, I don't think that folks understand how important it is to not get bit, mm-hmm. and I also for some reason people think that we are doing something that's creating that and no matter how many times out of the 10,000 dogs that we've trained they come to us like this yes and for some reason I'm I I guess that like do you understand that like we didn't create this stuff they came to us like this yeah they've fix- never had a and tools are controversial like we mm-hmm. all know that yeah. they've, they've never had tools on they've never had a tool on they've had just a Maybe a martingale, maybe a harness, maybe a flaplock collar, maybe a choke chain, and then a leash. And they've never had any of these cruel tools on. And and they and, and look at their behavior. I mean, they're biting their owners. I mean, I can't imagine living with a dog that bites oh, to kill me. <laughs> that of any family, an immediate family member. I just can't imagine like mm-hmm. living with a dog in my house like that. And that's why it's like we have to stop this this has yeah. to be stopped because the other option is death mm-hmm. the other option is death so i think a lot of people that make negative comments are definitely don't know the arena that we are in mm-hmm. but but we are seeing more and more hate coming from even our own arena mm. and that and i think since there's so much negative pushback to folks that train like I do, which is with tools, but again, I, I'm trying to change the conversation. Let's stop having a tool conversation. Let's have, start having a dog trainer conversation. Mm-hmm. For instance, these these two miniature schnauzers were just at a two week board and train before they came to you? us. Yes, Jeez. they used yeah. to, they use tools. They came home worse than they than they went there. Mm. So it's not a tool conversation. It's a mm-hmm. skill set conversation. It's a dog training conversation. I bring this up all the time. We use food to train. My dog, I'm down to one dog now. Um, oh, wow. I've, I've lost a bunch in the last oh. couple of years, just old, old age and, and, and sickness. Um, mm-hmm. But he doesn't know rollover. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how, how much of a quality of food, how high value of a food. If I don't know how to teach rollover, the dog's not going to do rollover. It's the same with all of your, you know, your remote collars, which are e collar shot collars, which are all the same, but they're very how controversial. They are. If your dog doesn't know an obedience command or a, say a task or a trick, you can push buttons all day. They're not going mm-hmm. to do it. The only thing they'll probably do is run away. Then they need mm-hmm. to know what and, it means. You know, and I think other than maybe stopping from counter surfing, getting in the trash, like... You can't train an obedience commander a wanted behavior without understanding still the core of dog training. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish people understood. You no, know, I mean, no matter how many times we talk about that, they still put up this barrier, um, like their ears shut down at the first mention of a certain tool. Yep. And we can we can relate that to religion, we can relate that to, you know, um, you know, a lot of different things where people won't get past that that because they've been the messaging they're getting from whether it's probably from social media a lot is just so they're not open to they're not open to civil conversation whatsoever. Yes. And and I, you know, if and I've asked on my podcast, you know, if anybody wants to have a civil, actual conversation. Mm -hmm. that doesn't like what i do i'd be more than happy to have you on my podcast but are you capable of having a civil conversation Um, i i am as loud and as loud as i am on my show and as extreme as i am on my show i'm still capable of having an extremely civil conversation with people Mm -hmm. Um, that's
1: dialogue i mean yeah that's an important thing to be able to do it's
2: the basis of communication And, (laughs) and and i think Believe it or not, if you broke it all down, people that truly want to help owners, no matter how they train, are closer than they think. Mm-hmm. They're closer than they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, yep. but there's extre- but there's extremes. There's yes. people that feel that you should never say no to a dog. Well, you know, and they're so and they're and they're religious about it. Mm-hmm. That's. So now we're 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 getting we're pretty we're farther away than we think we're farther mm-hmm. away than we think because now are you really and, and are you really open to a civil conversation? But yep.
0: it's just like and when you get stuck like, on your ways, like if you take a side and you're like I will live and die by this side, just like you said, you're you lost sight of helping the owner because right. if saying no is what's going to get that owner help. Why not say no? Why not apply a correction? Why not give that information? Yes and no, you have to complete the whole puzzle. You know, just all the yeses and not the noes. It's, I don't learn that way as a human. If I didn't have consequences in my life, I would be rogue. Like I wouldn't be who I am today. I mean, I
2: think it it, it goes with, we can talk about raising kids. We can talk about couples communicating. It correlates through. We we can talk about everything in life. And, And if you're extremely passionate about one side, and extremely passionate about the other side. That's not really where my messaging is for. Mm-hmm. It's for maybe the ten percent of the people that are that are uncertain, that are open minded. That's my that's where my messaging is addressed to. Yeah. It's just to address to the people that are just unsure. But there are people that have said, like when you say, "I'd rather my dog die than I than than correct it." Mm-hmm. We're not, we're, we're not even in the same universe. I, yeah. Th- th- yeah. I just, that I don't understand. Um. So I think that I'm just trying to change the conversation away from tools and let's talk about dog training, but let's also be realistic mm-hmm. and understand that everything in life is based on reward and punishments I mean just everything that's how civilization works that's how nature works that's how you know you know everything that's how everything works and it it, it's it is working i mean it is working i mean our fan base grows and grows and grows and grows not just us and it's interesting though because you mentioned like so many people know me and i don't know about that but but (laughs) there's there's thousands of trainers out there that are doing a fantastic job training mm-hmm. dogs yeah you know they get good results um, they do they do and 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 they just don't have a podcast or a social media presence or mm-hmm. they're just not as outspoken and controversial they're not going around the country doing seminars which we get you know people um you know trying to boycott and ban them and picket them which i think is a little bit silly because like everybody that buys a ticket knows what we do. It's like yeah. we're not we're not springing any surprises on anybody. Yeah. So you know, and it's 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 not like the electric company where you unless you want to go solar, you know, it's like you have <laughs> to pay them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to go. You know, you don't yeah. have to go. No one no one's being forced to go. You know. So.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, and I do think that again, being in the industry for you know around eight to ten years now, it's like when I first started versus where we are now, I feel like there are so many more balanced trainers or maybe my eyes are just open to more. I'm not really sure, but just more people who are willing to have the conversation of yes and no, want the best for the owner. And again, you know, really be open to implementing what is going to work for that individual dog, you know, and yes, we have a program, but realizing every dog's an individual, you have to tweak it. So it's kind of, you know, risky to take a stance on like one specific side when there's so much middle ground that has to be had, you know, it's like, I hear, you know, positive side. And it's like, I agree with a lot of that. Because yes, we use so much positive stuff in our work. We use 90
2: plus percent of it. Yeah. It's not in a box though.
0: We just also happen to tell them when I disagree with something, you know, and it's like, why is that so far off? And again, I think then it just kind of comes down to Like he said before, it's like, okay, if it does turn into an issue, which for some people it does and some people it doesn't, but if it does turn into an issue, just keep going. Like don't pay attention to to that. I remember again, 10 years ago, you were like, if you have people reaching out to you that are negative and all stuff, he goes, you block and delete and then you move on. And I've done that for 10 years and I live in peace about it because I'm just like, we're doing so much good. I don't have time for that negativity.
2: I mean, it's, it's the way I like to explain it. I mean, the, we do we do six week boarding trains, mm-hmm. um, which is about three point six million seconds. Wow! <laughs> I didn't really put that down. If 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 a dog gets punished, corrected, made uncomfortable for more than sixty seconds, but it's probably closer to twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Out of that three point six not continu- million. <laughs> not continuous mm-hmm. either. It's just like a second here, a second there, a second Mm -hmm. there. Don't do that, do this. Yeah, that's about normal. So just think about that. 60 seconds compared to 3.6 million seconds. Mm -hmm. I would, that's why that's not even called balanced. It's like, it's not even balanced, (laughs) It's It's, it's 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 not. And I think, but it's just how powerful when you actually know how to apply a Punisher to a dog, which has been hijacked to mean abuse, but I will mm-hmm. still use the word. And people have often said to me, Jeff, you should stop using the word punisher because maybe you'll reach more people. And I'm like, But I punish my kids all the time. I don't I don't all the time. But, but it's called but it's called but it is called a punisher. Yeah. I'm not gonna play this word game to appease the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people call it like a tickle collar. I'm like to be shot collar? collar. You know, it's like it's like, oh, don't call it a shot caller. It sounds bad. I'm like, but Shake I don't Tickle collar just yeah. sounds weird. We're not
0: using that either. Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: exactly. So it's like, I mean, why can we just call things what, the, what they are instead of trying to appease the public, which in a way it's, I wouldn't call it a lie, but it's like it, it borders on just not being truthful though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think what one, the feedback that we get is the same thing that repulses people, um, and I will use that word because I do repulse people. Um, that repulses people about me also attracts the same amount or even more the right people, so which is mm-hmm. which is really really ironic that it's like, okay, for instance, I don't like science fiction movies. I use this example all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. I've never seen Star Trek. Um, there are people that can quote every line of Star Trek. Yeah, they're no. huge Trekkies. So I would I I would I would hate to see somebody not like me because I don't like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And I would and I would hope whoever wrote, produced, directed Star Trek wouldn't care what I think about their movie. Yeah. I'm not their market. Yep. I'm not their market at all. And that's okay. Um, yeah, because <laughs> they, they didn't make the movie for me. So so my if someone doesn't like my video, I've been you know, because I do a lot of um, uh, mentoring for, for dog trainers, you know? So I always tell them, I'm like, if you put up a piece of content and someone doesn't like it, like you didn't make it for them. Yep. You didn't exactly. make it for them, but, but you made it for the person that saw it. Yeah, something, I as simple, I mean, it. S- something as simple as I was going to put my dog down tomorrow. I stumbled across a place video, which is just a dog going to a dog bed and staying there. That's all that is. And my life was changed. Like, wow, really? So, you taught your dog to go to a mat and lie down. But, yeah, but, and I know why, because now we can eat in peace. Company can come over. My kids' friends can come over. I can take my dog places and just have them hold a position somewhere. And my whole world has been expanded. And all this unwanted behavior, even if they didn't directly address it, which they're going to have to do at some point, but changed. And now, we're not going to put our dog down. I mean, that's the power of of why I feel so many people should be putting their content out there and not care. Yeah. If And not care about pushback because there is something called ban and delete. And mm-hmm. it's, if someone like, so I homeschool, you know, Angelo. And ironically, before COVID, I was a freak. After COVID, everybody wants help. <laughs> um, and so, but it's sort of the kind of thing where it's like, I don't really care if you don't like that I do that or not. I didn't, number one, I didn't ask you. Mm -hmm. um, um, And I really don't care what you think about that. uh, Because just like, oh, I don't care about a lot of stuff. And that doesn't mean I'm cold and uncaring. It means your opinion of me is not a reflection of who I am. Yes. Um, Because if it was then I'd be a really insecure person.
1: Yeah, there's value and, in that.
2: And I think that there's that. That's a, that's a whole other issue that I always coach young dog trainers and not even young dog trainers, but experienced dog trainers on. their self-worth issues. Mm-hmm. And then when they start becoming successful, we have prosperity issues that they run into. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Foster lot of syndrome. people like, <laughs> like how people self-sabotage relationships because they don't feel worthy of having a good relationship. So they yeah. actually destroy it. Yeah, it's like which is all that's a a very that's a very common thing it's like like you were actually in a good relationship and you messed it up why well we know why and if you want to go you know go deep with people they don't feel deserving of a good relationship Mm -hmm. so it happens with dog trainers become successful they start making money and they feel guilty because the messaging they've gotten is like making money and being one of those rich people is bad and i'm like it's like It's a bad relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bad relationship with Mm -hmm. money. And it's like, you can do so much. You know, you don't have to buy a fancy car, fancy watch. You can, you know. Give back. Give back. Give back in a huge way. You can, you know, do do so, you can do so much stuff. You can do so much stuff. You can always have a free boarding train helping someone. You can always give away X amount of hours a year. You can, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can can go into um, shelters that welcome you and do free, free, you know, um, training for their staff you can Mm -hmm. there's so i mean
0: it's it's endless it's endless so uh, money brings
2: opportunity money brings opportunity it doesn't necessarily mean materialistic it's true
0: absolutely no i agree i agree 100 (laughs) percent um one of the other things i wanted to ask you i mean we kind of talked about it but i do just want your opinion on it we do have a lot of dog owners that listen to the podcast so in Mm. your opinion you have 20 plus years of experience. What do you think that dog owners struggle with the most? Is it the dog? Is it them? What do you think?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because it's, I think the core issue, and I always like preclude this way. This isn't a shaming because we're the last people to like say, you know, it's your fault, mm-hmm. but the human has so much relevance to the dog's behavior. hmm Why does your dog do so well with the trainer, but not the owner? And then that's because of a skill set. Why does the dog do better, though, with one spouse, but not the other? Same house, same environment. And so I think owners struggle a lot with how can they be build up their skill sets without studying dog training, which you really don't need to, how can they be relevant to their dogs? How can they make the dogs believe them? Um, Owners struggle with um, not feeling guilty, being um, strict with their dogs. And when I say strict, that doesn't mean mean, it just means like- Consistent. You have to go to school today. Mm -hmm. It's cold outside, you have to wear a jacket. You have yep. to wear a hat. I don't care that you feel you look stupid with those hat and mittens on. You're wearing them. It is cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that you're tired and don't want to get out of bed. You have to go to school. You have to do your homework. Um, you have <laughs> to do chores. You know, I mean, it's like. These, you just explained consider... a normal
0: day in our life with our yeah, children. yeah, so, I, wouldn't yeah.
2: Consider any, I wouldn't consider any of that stuff mean at all. No, I would no. consider that just like okay. I'm setting you up to be responsible for yes. a human being. Mm-hmm. Because the world does value hard workers, but also loving and giving and nice human beings. But yep. all of those things. Um, but disciplines so,
1: a very, or, or
2: that's a bad structure, word. Structure.
1: Yeah, yeah structure. Structure. It, it's very important for that in every aspect of your life. Not just every with Every aspect dog. of your
2: life. I mean, there's a reason why I go to the gym five days a week. You know, every morning when I wake up, I don't want to go to the gym hmm mm-hmm.
0: i don't but i do and that's I what i think people people confuse like they think that it should be easy like where did no. that come come across like you go to the gym five days a week i love that you're like still to this. i've done it for years still to this day i hate waking up and going to the gym yeah and yep. it's the same thing for me i have my morning routine i wake up at 3 30 a.m every day i every time my alarm goes off i'm like no, but, yeah. but I still do it because of the reward and the benefit that it has in my life. But it's not doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get easier,
2: right? And the reward and the benefit. So so the reward and benefit happens afterwards, yeah. and the and and the reward of knowing you did it overpowers the guilt of you not doing it. Yes, and I think that is that's a great motivator for at least for me. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey. I started my day by, I usually start my day by listening to, you know, a a positive podcast or an interview. And then in my ears during my workout, I have the same thing playing. And then, so I start my day like that. And then start my day with um, the gym and then a healthy breakfast. And then I start now. Okay. Now I've got my stuff out of the way now, dogs, and then, and then family, and then, um, our chickens wait to the end. So, because they can, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. So um, I, I gratification's think gratification a problem right now, um, I think in this world. I think people want, definitely want quick results. I mean, people get frustrated in drive throughs all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's yeah. just like, it, it's we just came back from greece and it's like we were on um an island and, and there's like there's no such thing as drive-throughs you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like you know and, and we walked you know to so many places and the joy of you know our, our nightly walk and the joy you just have to just i guess reframe a lot reframe a lot of stuff um uh and there's it's just and life is just very very interesting and i just think that um, it's, I think if a lot more people did sort of like more of a reflection mm-hmm. and it seems like with you, the two of you, you're getting definitely back to more of the, the roots from 150 years ago, mm-hmm. um, other than a podcast, but, um, but 150 yeah. years ago, um, of like, you know, with uh, your animals and your children and your, 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 um, um different business ventures. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we all should probably reevaluate It doesn't have to be, you know possibly if people think you're being extreme it doesn't have to be like that but it should be it should be something
1: like that I agree yeah you mentioned in one of your podcast um, I think the whole thing was pretty much about the little things right so as far as mm-hmm. owners are concerned I feel like you can shed some value on that as far as what that actually means for
2: yeah yeah I mean little little I mean we can get a dog in so when we first moved down here I think the best example is when we first moved down here, we did boarding trains, just one dog at a time out of our house. And then when the center moved down here, we stopped doing that. But so we would have a dog that would come in really crazy. And the morning routine is you pause at your kennel, you get a leash on, you walk to a door, same door every morning, you have to wait, you walk outside, then um, you walk through another door to go to the potty area. And within about three days, it was a, it was crazy. It was crazy, you know, obviously the first couple of days. Within three days, it's a choreographed routine. Mm-hmm. And then by five or six days, you can do it off-leash, even though the dog wasn't off-leash training. But if you did it the first or second day, they'd probably be running around your house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it is all these little incremental things that need to be consistent. I think owners are having a hard time with consistency. I mean, you mentioned like what people are having a hard time with. I think owners are being very, very confused with all the information on social media right now. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think when you're told your dog will become aggressive, you'll have a terrible relationship, it's considered abuse, um, that's pretty scary for yeah. an owner to hear. Ironically we've never seen any of that stuff happen and we practice it every day Mm -hmm. all we see is the opposite dogs get better they have a better relationship with their owner they have more freedom Mm -hmm. um they can go more places and you're less stressed for some weird reason when you're in the trenches doing what supposedly you're not supposed to do we're seeing the opposite of this narrative and i think that i think owners are now being more receptive to that because they know what's not working like we've been doing this for years and it doesn't work i'm like years we we stopped in unwanted behavior in a day you yeah. know mm-hmm. so but then you're but then there's all these excuses of that's because the do- so if you fix the problem you fix the problem wrong if you attempt to fix the problem, you're a bad person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you get sick so you can't win, folks like you can't win that. no matter what. And you have yeah. to be learn to be comfortable with that because the owner knows that the owner knows that that they won. The owner knows. Yeah when they have a better quality of life. I can i can take my dog to an outdoor cafe. I can have take my dog wherever I want. Car rides are peaceful now. Um, uh, people can come in my house. I can go in other people's houses. My kids can have friends over. Um, the dog's not attacking like the lawnmower, ATV. You know, yep. you know. All, all I mean, like owners,
0: they they you know they they get it.
2: They get mm-hmm. it. They, they really, really do. So,
0: I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. And again, like you're saying, it's just the the benefit or the the act and then seeing the result just outweighs any of the negativity that comes along with it. So sometimes people will be like, well, why do you use these tools? Or do we have to use this? Or do we have to? And it's like, yeah, because this is how we get the results. Applying this structure to your life, applying this, you know, um, accountability and ju- just these rules in general are going to transform your life, like just trust me on this. And then we get through the program, they're like, you were right, you were right. But we had watched so many things, like you're saying, there's just so much information out there. And I just think it's really important for the dog trainers to understand that the owners are overwhelmed with all of this information and not get callous to it. Cause I don't want anybody to ever be like, Oh, you know, like they think this again, it's like, no, every individual that walks through your door, they might have the same story. They might have a different story, but you have to treat it as if it's the first time you heard it over and over yeah. again yeah. with a warm heart, you know, and, and understand yeah. where they're at and put yourself in their shoes. And I think a lot of people, when they think about being a dog trainer, it's like, Oh, you get to work with dogs. That's so cute. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's yeah. mostly people. It's mostly the people that we're dealing with. And you know, I think again, going back, keep reminiscing, all these things keep popping up. Ten years ago, it was like if you if you ever meet a dog trainer that's like, I love working with dogs and hate working with people, do not work with that dog trainer no, because no. that's that's backwards. I
2: yeah. think I I think a lot of people get into dog training because they do love dogs, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You probably should work at a larger facility working with dogs, training the dogs. You probably should not do go home sessions. <laughs> you probably should not work with the clients, but that doesn't mean you still can't have value in the industry. Mm-hmm. But as a business owner, you need to have a couple of new skills, more than a couple. But you have, mm-hmm. to, have, bus- you have to have you have to have business skills. You're actually running a business with you know um, um, you know income and expenses in mm-hmm. um, taxes, obviously, which are not expenses. Um, and then you also have to have really, really good people skills. Yes. You have to have actually excellent people skills. Communication and, people. You, and you also, like you mentioned, I think one person made a comment, people, a couple people made comments before my podcast. Can we stop talking about prong cowers, Jeff? Every show you talk about prong colors, and I'm like, every show new people come on. Yes. They ask the same question. What yep. am I going to say? I asked that question last week. I'm not going to ask it this week. Um uh, 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 it's like they need they need to know. So you have to have a lot of, if you want to be a good dog trainer um, for family pets, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to have a lot of empathy and you also have to ho- be able to hold people accountable. Yes. And then you also have to know when to just cut loose and just yeah. be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I can't care more than you do. Yes. <laughs> it's your dog. And that sounds very anti-dog and anti-client. Like, what do you mean? You'd walk away from a client? I'm like, well, we can't save every dog. I can't care more than the owner does. It's not my dog. Yep. I am sharing all this information with you, but for some reason you're not receiving it and putting it into practice. I really can't keep helping you because every week we're repeating what we Kept doing, yep. and it's you know at some point you just have to cut cut the client loose, um, or you turn down a client right at the beginning because yep. you don't think they're the right match. That's right? good so business find, structure. <laughs> yeah, finding the right dog trainer is almost like you know finding a therapist, finding you know you know like dating, like like anything yep. else. It's like it I, I look at it as a relationship, and ironically. Being in business for so long, we're on many families' third dogs.
0: Like, wow, yeah.
2: Yet one died. Yep. They got another one. That one died, and then they just got a, you know, just got a, another one. Whether it's a puppy or another one, and another ironic thing is, when I was on the road for those first eight years, I would say about a dozen of those people from New England now live. Very close to me here in Florida. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> they all so have the same idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think well, I mean, that's a natural migration, the, the whole New England, Florida route. Mm-hmm. So. It makes sense. So, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. But all
0: right. So, yeah. we're going to start wrapping up here. I have a couple personal questions, a couple, couple, maybe hard hitters. Um, uh, what is, and I didn't prep him, you guys, with these. So, I apologize <laughs> in advance, Jeff. But what is the most important lesson you learned over your career? That might be a tough one.
2: Um well, see, this is what's really weird. I got into this, I used to get bit a lot as a young dog trainer because mm-hmm. I was working with dogs above my skill sets. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I'm really glad that I have that skill set now. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I did because I had to survive that. Um, but I always encourage people now that are starting out, stay away from aggression, stay away from things like that um the hardest thing um i think i've become more emotionally mature Mm. over the last 20 years um i think i'm becoming more rational and reasonable Mm -hmm. um over the last 20 years i think those would be i think those would be i think on a personal level i think i've gotten my shit together yeah you know I, I do. Um, I mean, we all. I mean, I would hope so, right? Twenty years <laughs> is a long time to to work on yourself. So, I think I like. Be, yeah, I think. Yeah, I there's think no there's no that, neutral that.
1: growth. It's either you're going backwards or forwards.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and on the flip side, I still have hard days. You know, I yes. still have hard days. You know, I mean, we. I still have to. I still have to hustle. So absolutely. Um, uh, but I think overall. Things are on a really nice upward, um, on an upward climb. Yeah.
0: I love that for you. Good. Um, And then you kind of just answered it probably, but let's see if there's anything else you want to add. What's one piece of advice you'd give someone new starting out in dog training? Um,
2: I would say, learn every modality of dog training that is out there. Mm. Um, There are some incredible reward-based only dog trainers incredible Yep. everyone should learn how to click or train a dog
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but then also understand the limits that it has mm-hmm. um i think everyone should people always ask me what dog training videos do you watch and i say none it does not mean i know everything about dog training i listen to human i listen to people speaking
1: mm-hmm. people
2: debating People helping other people, coaches from everyone else, different podcasters that 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 can have conversations with other people. Um, uh, I listen to people that um, how to have a healthier relationship with your spouse because not only does that help me on a personal level, but it also, believe it or not, helps me on a business level. Even though it's not a romantic relationship, it still is. It's still a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you know, I I think. Um, t- building up your human skills. Yes, I think would probably be the best. I'd like to say it's a given that you can train a dog. Mm-hmm. Learning, building your human skills, I think, is probably what a lot of young dog trainers should put their effort into, and then also learning, um, working on your own personal growth skills. Yes, I think would be the top two things that a good dog trainer that wants to help the most amount of people can probably do.
0: 100%. I, I agree with you. It's for me it's you know it's personal growth and leadership skills because even if you're not yeah. going to lead a team, you're leading every client and every dog and that's a whole another skill set that Doesn't necessarily have anything to do with quote unquote dog training. It is yourself. It's how you carry yourself. It's how you do. Do you respond, you know, out of emotion or are you going to respond out of, you know, a, a clear mind. Right. And and it just goes so deep. So. It's something that uh, we've always been pretty obsessed with, you know, personal growth and everything like that. Because like yeah. he said, if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And yeah. so I, I agree 100%. Um, and to kind of piggyback off that, because it might tie into this, um, what podcast do you recommend? It could be dog training. It could be personal growth. Like what what do you listen to? What does Jeff um, listen to? I'm, well, I, I tend to, <laughs> well, uh, I,
2: I'm, uh, uh, I'm on the conservative side of things Mm -hmm. um um people might not think i am because you know this guy with long hair you know so so but i have i'm actually on the conservative side of things um i like so i like to listen to like different intellectuals like i like i like jordan peterson yes Um, we love Yeah, i'm gonna go see him in october actually yeah yeah i like i'm a huge fan of jp i like any podcaster like i actually like ben shapiro and it's Mm -hmm. like And, oh, and I don't funny. agree with I don't really agree with oh, um, everything he says, mm-hmm. but I love the way he breaks down so conversations. Articulate. Yes, and I love the way that he debates, and I love the way that he can be, um, you know, very very courteous. I mean, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president, that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him. But what? It, but I love the way that he. Um, is handling all of this stuff that's being thrown at him right now, mm-hmm. and how he's answering his questions. I, th- I think there's a lot to learn from that. Yep. Um, but I mean, I, I listen to um, uh, um, you know a, a lot of on the. I don't like to listen to political stuff that much mm-hmm. because it can get very, very negative. Mm-hmm. It can get very negative, and I really don't want to put that in my brain. There's an agenda um, underlying. Mm-hmm. Yeah i listen to a lot of like the classics like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, you know, yeah. all, all the classic, you know, motive, you know, the, the OG people uh, <laughs> on the motivational spectrum. Um, I respect that. So there's, 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 I love that. there's but it's, a, but it's that, it's that type of category. It's that type mm-hmm. of category.
0: Yeah. And again, I think that people who are working on any type of leadership or wanting personal growth, go, go listen back to the people he just mentioned and Google them and look them up and type them in the podcast search because that is an amazing place yeah. to start. Listen so, and
1: then implement.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's great. I mean, audible.com is great. Like if you don't know where to start, mm-hmm. just like write in a, 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 just write in personal growth in Audible and then just mm-hmm. see what pops up, scroll through them, see like see if there's a, you know, a, an, a, a, someone that you can connect with. Um, you I, I listen to you know Patrick Bet B- David, and you know, who has got a podcast. He's down in Florida now. Oh, um, everyone's moving to Florida now. Florida, okay. Texas for <laughs> podcasting. You know, um, so you know, I, I like I listen to a lot of people because of whether I agree with them or not, how they speak and how they treat others, and mm-hmm. and and how they handle um adversity mm-hmm. and how they work through difficult things. And also they t- a lot of these people tend to be polarizing. So how they deal with, you know, a lot of people that you know, will, will disagree with them, how mm-hmm. they handle that in a professional way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I yeah. couldn't agree more. Yes. I agree to all of that. Um, so where can people find you and all of your, your platforms?
2: Well, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, the, the online courses, which um, are fantastic because they can dramatically change a dog owner's uh, life, as well as a dog trainer, they can build their skills. With mm-hmm. Solid K9, so letter K, numeric nine, Solid K9 Academy, are all, most of our courses are under $200. And we're talking like the, our Green to Graduate, which is just the name of a course, you can fully off-leash train your dog. It's amazing. So you know, doing a one-hour counsel with me is more than that. Mm-hmm. So you literally often, you get 20, 25 hours of content for cheaper than talking to me for one hour. Mm-hmm. So so um, I think it's really, really important that people take that as a baseline course. Yes. Because once you have that as a baseline course, then we can start addressing like almost every issue because then you have all this baseline stuff to go on. Also, I feel really strongly that probably 90%, I know it sounds extreme, of the dogs in the U.S., probably don't even have baseline public access training Mm -hmm. like you can take your dog out of public and your dog will actually i mean a lot of people take their dogs out of public but they can't behave you know what i mean so so i think you know that's really important that as many people as possible get a good baseline you know baseline obedience for the real world Mm -hmm. Um, and then solid canine training is our main website but um the academy site is what i think Right now will be helpful to the most people around the world. I mean, people from around the world buy these courses because it's a a digital product. It's Mm -hmm. a digital product, and it gets delivered to your inbox like you know as soon as you as soon as you pay for
0: it. I love love it. it. They can start implementing right away, and that's that instant gratification in the sense of like I can start right now. So. That's amazing. Um, all right. So we end with just a fun little round every podcast with a game and we make it up on the fly. It's just called this or that. And we just want to oh, see what you would pick. <laughs> okay. um, so let's start. Okay. Do you have any in mind or am I going to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, Florida or Greece?
2: Well, that's a good one. Um, well, now Florida, <laughs> um, I think two, three years um Greece um and which gives me access to Europe which I really like a lot I like I like like the Italian coast and I like yeah. you know you know uh, uh wa- you know beaches and water and us um like in Greece like there's Athens which mm-hmm. um is just a crazy busy city everybody's stressed out there everybody's stressed <laughs> out there um <laughs> And it's funny because then you go to one of the islands, it's more relaxed. So I really I think I'm at a point in my life now where I'm going to be that that guy sitting at the outdoor cafe for half the day. And then I'll probably <laughs> swim in the ocean and then I'll probably do online coaching. You know what I mean? And it's like that's how <laughs> I feel like that could be I'm me
0: in. right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready yeah. for that. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. And, then, and yeah. then Angela Angela's homeschooled. So like give him as long as he's got Wi-Fi. Like yep. he's Golden. fine, you know, and um, we're already talking about little small businesses that he can start, you know. Oh, he's, he's ten. how old he's is he ten, Yeah,
0: yeah be oh on, uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, this month, actually, the end of this month
0: he'll be. I cannot wait old. to and, see what that kid does. Yeah. He's, he's never been to school. He's, he's never
2: been to school. Yeah, he's always been homeschooled his whole life, and um, he, he's really he's he's a really really cool kid. Yeah, he's really. Nice. Cool. I
0: love it. Yeah. All right, another one I can think of is online courses or seminars. Oh, for shit. you personally, it doesn't have to be for the user. Like, what do you okay. enjoy okay. better? Okay. These
2: are Jeff's I, questions. Okay. I personally, well, okay. Well, uh, let me, I'm going to have to have a couple of disclaimers here. Um, <laughs> I love online seminars. Oh, Ooh. probably, probably because <laughs> instant gratification, like we yeah. all have a week before. Um, but I also, and I love the dramatic effect it has on people's lives. When people come in and they're dry and I know this, they're driving to the seminar scared. They will have the worst dog possible. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about turning around. They go and on Sunday night, they're like, I'm so glad that I came to this. You've changed my life. That's a pretty powerful comment to get. Mm -hmm. And that's the norm. Love it. Um, uh, Courses... I really enjoy. I really enjoy making them with Joelle. She's a great um, life and business partner, and I really enjoy them because we can help millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can help people at scale. Yeah. So I think I like that. I think that's it. I I can't really think of. On either of those, any negative on either of those. Um, I guess the only negative for the for the seminars would be, I could theoretically do a seminar in every city in every town in the United States, and mm-hmm. that's just not possible. That's just not yeah. possible. So you know, people do drive. You know, I mean, six to twelve hours is the norm that people would drive to a seminar. So.
0: Wow. What about you? Can you come up with any? I can keep going all day. Go ahead. All right, German Shepherd or Mal? Um,
2: well, German Shepherd. Um, I, I I swore I would never get a Malinois, and unfortunately, one of my clients committed suicide and oh. wrote a yeah, wrote a note saying, "Give Jeff my dog." Oh like, no! Yeah, so I mean, this goes back a while. This goes back probably at least five years, and and and, and he's. I mean, every once in a while, I'll tell Tex to cut the shit, stop being a Malinois, you know? What yeah. I mean? <laughs> Cause, cause, but he's. He's a, he's he's a um, he's a high drive dog, but he's got a great off switch. He has an yeah. incredible. He's They're lying smart. down right now next to me. You know, he's, so, he's the one that yeah. you have currently. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. He's he's a, he's got a great off switch, so yeah. he can go from a dead sleep, a, a dead rest it's a to hang on the sleeve. To let's like yeah to, to 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 let's go run twenty miles. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So he, but so so but I'm a I'm a big German Shepherd guy.
0: Love it. Um Nightlife Out or Homebody? Oh homebody. Absolutely. Home hundred percent. Hundred percent homebody.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Podcast or book?
2: Um, I'm an audiobook
0: person. Okay. Me too. A bit
2: so but I can listen audio. to like if I if I if there's a podcast, say on YouTube, um, I don't watch it, I listen to it. So mm. Um, I rarely will be watching an actual podcast. It's usually treated almost like an audio, uh, audio book. I do like book books. I like the feeling in my hand of a book, Mm -hmm. but I tend to, I tend to like podcasts. Well, you can't really read a book at the gym. So, um, you know, you can't read a book when you're driving. So I really um, like, you know, um, I, I like, I like audio, audio learning a lot. I like
0: audio learning a lot. Awesome. I'm with you on that. You have anything, any, any last thrown one more, give us one. Hmm. He's going to do one
1: van or camper. <laughs> um, I
2: camper love van. RV life. I love RV life. Um, uh, I could probably be a full timer. Um, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I still have my 32 foot, you know, uh, uh RV. The it's one a new one out. since I think I've seen you. Um, uh, and that's how we go. And I've been across the country many times. Um, but uh, I like, you know, I think a van is pretty pra- More probably more practical, you know. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> but um, probably in our probably RV. Probably RV.
0: Love it, love it. We're we're looking at getting one, so maybe yeah. we'll be we'll be joining you. We'll be cruising around and down to Florida. Yeah, All right. Yeah. If Come you want to know anything about it, you know, let me know. Yeah, I appreciate There's a lot of. Um, yeah, they're
2: not making them as good as they used to, unfortunately. But um, yeah. But like the a, used I ones. I was just gonna say,
0: like, what? That's like many things right now.
2: Yeah, but it's gonna be like a boat. You put a lot of money into them constantly, so. Yeah, I hear,
0: be, yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. But well, thank you so much. I feel like oh my you no, shared you. a lot. That's really gonna help our listeners. Um, so much to even to to recap and go back on everything from handling neg- negativity and negative comments in your workspace or your life, all the way to, you know, struggles that owners have with dog and then mm-hmm. how to, how to feel empowered. You know, we covered a lot on this episode. That's
2: amazing. We appreciate you. Man.
0: Yeah. We appreciate oh, no, your no. time. Thank
2: you. Thank, thank you for thinking of me. I really of appreciate course. it.
0: Thank you for great. saying yes.
2: Yeah. Great. <laughs> of course. Um It was great seeing you both. It really was. It's, it's really, really, it's, it's great. And it's, um I do catch you on social media and um I just love, I just love what you've created. I, I love, because you were talking about creating this life for yourself when we yes. met nine years yep. ago. You really were. Yep. And um, and you did it. And you did it. And I like Thank to surround you, my people, my, my, I, I like to surround myself with people like that as well who, who, you know, they take action. They take action yeah. on things. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, again, so, like I said I'm in the proud, beginning, you were a proud. huge part, huge part of, Helping us get set up and getting started, oh kind country. of lighting that fire under us to get going. So we yeah. appreciate well, you. you. We always will. We look forward to yes. doing stuff again with you in the future. Yes. And again, Absolutely. just thank you so
2: much. Absolutely, love you, well, Thank you so much.
0: It. We'll talk okay, to you soon, great. Jeff. Thank you. All right.
2: Great. Bye. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye.